0: Jim, are you home?
1: Yeah, man. I never keep my door unlocked unless I'm home. Or I just forget to do it when I leave.
0: How's things? Pretty cool.
1: Last night I got into this totally messed up fight with Fritz, though. Fucking asshole.
0: Really? What was that about?
1: Something like he wanted to fuck Jane or something. I don't really remember.
0: Jane? Your sister-in-law? Isn't that the sister-in-law you're sleeping with?
1: Hey! Ex-sister-in-law! Damn! How many times do I have to go over this shit?
0: Well, this actually sort of goes into why I came over here. Um, you haven't been messing with Jane, have you? No, no, it's not that. I just got myself into a weird love problem. Something a little unusual for me. I just wanted to talk about it with someone. You know, someone into human psychology and philosophy. Someone with a lot of experience and a unique slant on moral questions. You've
1: come to the right
0: place, amigo. You see... I've been friends with this nice couple, Ted and Judy. Remember they helped me bail you out a few months ago?
1: Oh yeah, great couple of people, man. I need to send them a thank you card. I mean, that was such a bum rap, man. I wouldn't have had that pot in my car if the police had just let me go home and smoke it like I was planning to.
0: Uh,
1: yeah. But the
0: thing is, I've gotten sort of attached. You know, I've been feeling things.
1: I see, so you like Judy. But you're friends with Ted, too. They are already in a committed relationship. And this obviously brings up the struggle of moral integrity in a friendship against the base desires of your libido.
0: Well, no. See, it's not exactly Judy I'm talking about.
1: Oh, I see. So, like, you've been having homoerotic urgings for Ted. Some guy who is definitely in no way me, or any way like me. couldn't be ever confused for me, no matter how many drinks you had before coming over here, right?
0: Well, it's not really Ted, either. Uh, look, man, I don't give advice about pets. No, it's both of them. Both of them?
1: Yeah, together as a couple. Unity, man, okay, I get it, and I see the solution. You have to consider the teachings of Buddha. Even within Buddhism, there are many paths. Take Theravada. Yeah? As far as boats go... That's a very small boat. Not for you. What you want is Mahayana.
0: Is that a
1: big boat? It's a fucking luxury yacht.
0: So, the answer to my problem is in Mahayana Buddhism? Are you sure?
1: Well, I'm sort of a lapsed Buddhist myself. I didn't really strictly adhere to Mahayana or Theravada. Instead, I followed the path of the Golden Children of India and the supreme reincarnation of Guru Ben Bakerson.
0: Now, I've... Definitely never heard of that one. Well, it's pretty much like mainstream Buddhism,
1: just with more substance abuse and orgies.
0: So, why'd you leave that?
1: You know, when it stopped being about the loving and started being just about the killing, I told Ben Bakerson to go fuck himself. A few weeks later, I learned what a total fraud he was. His name wasn't even Ben Bakerson. It was Tashi Akimoto.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that you were sucked into such an obviously fraudulent fringe cult, but what about my
1: problem? I'm getting to that, but let me illustrate my thoughts with a couple of stories first. This all starts when God spoke to me in 1986, when I was taking a piss in the back of a burger cake. Whoa! I have chosen you for a whole Jim, a holy quest that I Wait a minute, I better zip my pants up for this. Of all
0: my creation, you are the vital key that must complete the most holy task. You have been chosen,
1: Jim, to restore order to the universe, to seek out- Holy shit, I'm the chosen one? This is going to get me a lot of pussy for sure. What am I supposed to do? What is my divine destiny? Jim! You must... Uh... Damn, you threw me off! You talked back! I'm not used to that! Most people just grovel, shut up, and let me ramble on a bit. Where was I? Uh, I was the chosen one for some great quest. Oh, yeah, yeah! yeah. Um, I can't remember now. Damn! Look, if it's really important, I'll remember it and be back What a
2: fraud! Yes, why not? Mm -hmm. A way to clean fruits and vegetables. As I was saying,
3: Welcome to another installment of Erotic Film Review. Today, we will be speaking to the groundbreaking director of Erotic Films, John Harrystown. Mr. Harrystown, may I say you have one of the most fascinating careers in the business. You started, of course, with the critically acclaimed Love Story, in which a young girl comes to grips with her own deviant sexuality in the midst of the French Revolution. After bravely confronting lesbianism in the 18th century, you went on to produce a series of films which examined the sexual tensions of Victorian England and early America.
0: Yes, in The British Are Coming, I wanted to show a sign of the founding Fathers which had never been examined. One must remember that these men spent a lot of time in closed rooms together, very passionate men with so much in common.
3: I admired how you captured the essence of that period in a way that was refreshingly arousing. Have you been able to carry that strength to your more recent film? It's my desire to lend the same dignity and passion to every project. And I'm sure our audience would love to know the title of your latest endeavor. Turtle Lust Volume 1 Turtles Love Fucking Ah yes, I'm not exactly sure why you made a porn movie about turtles. It's the very first porn movie about turtles and After watching it, something tells me it's going to be the last porn movie about turtles.
0: Well, you have to think about the good points as well as the bad. I mean, it's rather slow being anally ruined by a turtle. On the other hand, it lasts a long, long time. Because even an hour after you've decided to stop, you've... Well, you've still got to move indeed. I wanted to make a nature documentary, but things just went all wrong.
3: Well, thank you anyway, Mr. Harrystone. I apologize to you, our home audience. Usually, we try to avoid material of this nature on Erotic Film Review, and instead devote our time and energy to more artistic creations. And with that, I hope you will tune in next time, when we will be reviewing the beloved classic, Mute Girls Can't Say No.
0: Can I help you?
1: Yes, I'm here to join the cult. Cult? Yes, my friend Darren joined last week. It's the son of the perpetual order of the benevolent kingdom of the sun, isn't it? The
0: son of the perpetual order of the benevolent kingdom of the sun is not a cult, sir. Yeah, whatever, just sign me up. Do you even know what we're about? Um, you're a cult? (sighs) We're not a cult. We're a religion based around the son of the perpetual order of the benevolent kingdom of the sun.
1: So, you're dedicated to the sun of the sun? Yes. The sun of the flaming orb in the sky? More or less. So, what you're saying is that some gigantic flaming nuclear ball of death, one million times larger than the fucking planet, came in, had carnal relations with some hapless woman, and nine months later she popped off some child born of this union through her flame-scarred loins.
0: Look, do you want to join the fucking cult or not?
3: Do you have French
0: Dip? Uh, over there between the chips and the Kevlar vests. No, not French Dip for dipping things. It's a magazine called French Dip. Oh, I don't know. If we do, it'd be over there with the other smut.
3: Hmm... Perfect Ten, Penthouse, Jizz and Whiz, Dykes on Bikes, Chicks with Dicks, Guys with Clits, Cat Fancy... Huh? No Playboys?
0: They're on the other rack, next to Highlights.
3: No, it's not there. Don't you have any magazines featuring fully clothed women fondling roast beef? Uh, what? I don't see any magazines featuring fully clothed women fondling slices of meat like roast beef.
0: If we have any magazines featuring fully clothed French women with roast beef, it would be with the cooking magazines over there. I don't know what to say about meat fondling. You'll have to see a professional about that one. You think I need psychiatric help? Or a prostitute, whatever works for you. Look, I'm not weird. That's a matter
3: for debate. Fully clothed women fondling meat is all the rage in France. No, it's not. How would you know? When was the last time you were in France? Last week.
0: I just got back from vacation. Oh, uh, look, you obviously know little about France and its culture, so here, sit back and watch this program on France, which is, conveniently enough, starting right now.
2: Hello, and welcome to World Travel Tomorrow. Yesterday, we will be talking to a Frenchman, Monsieur LeBanc.
1: Please, call me au noir.
2: No. Now, Monsieur LeBanc, many people are blown away by your fine delicacies.
1: You must be mistaken. I am an auto-mechanique, and a bad one at that.
2: Yes, but I was referring to your country in general.
1: If you wanted to talk about food, why did you not ask a cook to be on this program?
2: They all turned us down. You were the only Frenchman to agree to talk to us.
1: I see. So, what did you want to know, you filthy ho person you
2: When exactly did escargot become the delicacy it is considered today?
1: Escargot? You mean... snails?
2: Well, yes. Aren't they considered fine cuisine in your country?
1: <laughs> no, of course not! Why in the world would we ever eat snails? They are disgusting, slimy little creatures who crawl on their filthy ground, no? Who wants to eat them, let alone call them a delicacy? I suppose next you're going to ask if we eat frogs' legs? Don't you? (laughs) no, of course we do not eat frogs' legs. That would be sick and extremely unsanitary.
2: Then why have you been telling people these things are delicacies?
1: Look, there is not all that much to do in France. It's actually a very boring place. But for some reason outsiders think we are really sophisticated people. The creme de la creme of society. Which is pretty fucking odd when you consider most of you think we eat snails.
2: So why keep telling them you do it then?
1: Do you know how much fun it is to watch your tourists eat frogs legs and snails? And they do it too! They swallow it and everything! You can see on their faces they want to vomit, but do not! Out of fear of being seen as rude by the rudest people on the
2: planet! So you Frenchies are a bunch of soulless bastards then?
3: Oui! Wow, I never knew the French were such assholes! You've really opened my eyes!
0: Thanks! Don't mention it. Now, either buy that copy of Teddy Bear Review you've been looking at, or take your hand out of your pants and put the magazine back.
1: And so we prepare for the finality of our lives, as we become one with the transcendent maker. Yes, O great one. And so we wait for our earthly plane to be destroyed in the grace of our creator, the Dread Negrathleth. Sounds lovely. Now, my faithful servant, I need the ancient's writings. Um, what? To calculate the precise moment of the new dawn. The moment of Negrathleth's return. Well, to be honest, Ted, I'd rather not do that. Look there, Doug. I know that you have been entrusted with the sacred texts for many years. But now at last, they must be handed to me before the final judgment.
3: I don't know what to say here, Ted. I just think that's a really bad idea. What is it? Since I established this cult 16 years ago, our rules have been
1: very defined. I've been the leader, and you've been the faithful follower and servant. You aren't having doubts, are you, Douglas? I mean, I know you've been the only follower I've been able to attract, but that just means you are very special. I think you truly deserve to die within the violent thrashing of the many tentacles of the graphing destroyer.
3: Well, I appreciate that a lot, Ted. It's very touching, but I really can't hand over these papers to you.
1: Give me that! This is a crude drawing of a penis! Yes,
3: sir, it is. Where's the ancient prophecy of Negraflift, the divinely endowed one, I gave you? That picture is what you gave me, sir. What? Sixteen years ago, when you came in drunk and asked me to translate the ancient writings of Negraflift, you handed me your crude crown drawing of your penis. But? I've spent the last twenty years making up prophecies to suit your needs, sir. Why would you do that? Couldn't you have
1: told me that the word of Nagraflev was a drawing of my penis?
3: Well, yes but then you probably would have dissolved the cult. Why in the world did you follow me
1: all these years?
3: Penis envy.
0: I'd have sex. If I could afford the proper equipment.
3: Does your girlfriend practice, you know, safe sex? Well, yeah, she's on the pill and all that. Oh, well, I'm a bit troubled. My girlfriend's on the pill, and she uses the cap, and she uses a diaphragm. And she uses a spermicide jelly, and she uses a female condom. But we never actually have sex. She says that abstinence is the only way to be sure.
0: Hello?
1: Yes, is this the Celestial House of Wayne?
0: Yes, yes it is. I am Brother Raymond. How may I help you on your way to fame, fortune, and enlightenment? Are you guys a cult?
1: We prefer to call it a non-profit organization. Okay, well, one of your followers gave me this pamphlet. Fifty ways to leave your lover by joining a Nonprofit organization? Aha, and you're interested in joining us to flee your obligations. Something like that, yeah. But I got a couple questions for you first. Does your non-profit organization require castration? No, sir. Not even as a sign of devotion to Wayne and the nonprofit organization?
0: Well, the nonprofit organization doesn't have a stance against castration, but that procedure holds no special meaning to us.
1: So, you don't see it as a sign of faith?
0: No, we see it as a sign you're chemically imbalanced. But that doesn't mean we don't want you in our nonprofit organization.
1: What exactly does your nonprofit organization require of its followers? A
0: valid form of identification is all that's required.
1: That's it? No castration? No swearing a blood oath? Oh no, we're
0: all a bit squeamish here, sir.
1: What about chastity then? You're joking, right? Well, fuck you. I want a non-profit organization that wants blood, balls, and purity.
0: I'd like to hear some existential sex.
2: Is something wrong?
3: No, it's, it's it's just... What? Well, I was thinking, you see.
2: Yeah?
3: Well, you see, philosophically speaking... Oh, dear. Philosophically speaking, I can't prove anything exists but myself. So, everything I see is part of me. Here go. I am God. And I am you, so I'm sitting here masturbating.
2: Right. And since I can't prove anything other than I exist, you are me and I'm having lesbian sex. Ooh.
3: Baby.
1: Hello, I saw your ad in the back of Penthouse and I want to join the cult. Name? Ryan Natsumi.
3: Reason for joining? You need a reason? There's a space on the form. You have a form? We have forms that simply request forms to see yet further forms. Why? Command of his holy lord of divine bureaucracy. So, reason for joining? Babes. Babes? Yeah, babes. Why babes, most people say something about wanting to be in the benevolent light of pure universal truth. That sounds good. Sorry, I put you down for babes. You bastard, change it! Sorry, can't erase on the form. Orders from the chief bureaucrat. So, why babes? My friend Darren joined a cult, and he got married to an entire harem. Okay, I'll put you down for... horny virgin hoping to get lucky.
2: Hello, welcome to the Gene Factory. How may I help you?
3: I was wondering about your genetic engineering services. I've been rather unhappy with this old standard body I've gotten. And I was wondering if you couldn't spice things up a bit.
2: Here at the Gene Factory we attend to your every genetic need. If you are too stupid, fat, dull, boring, or lifeless, we're here for you.
3: Well that's wonderful because see, my friends say that I'm terribly fat, dull, and horrible.
2: Of course they do, sir. Would you like an upgrade? We could make you as smart as Einstein, as sexy as sin, and as delicious as chocolate. You could do all that? And more. Could you give me a gigantic penis, though? That's our speciality. What speed do you want? Um... speed? We recommend high-speed connection. Do you want to be able to send email with it? Email? With my penis? Gene Factory's models can send email, view images, and speak Chinese.
3: There is no way my penis is gonna speak Chinese.
2: We also offer Japanese and French, but those aren't as large.
3: Can I get a regular, big, non-digital penis?
2: I'm sorry, we don't stock analog models.
3: Okay, then I want my dick to speak Portuguese.
1: Mr. Robinson, I've noticed that the number of accident-injury reports have completely dropped off in the last two months. Is the workplace safer?
3: Well, no, not as such, sir. It's just that the last of the workers lost the last of his limbs at about that time. Since then, we couldn't fill out the forms. And how are they now? Most of them are dead, sir. What, completely? Yes, sir, completely dead.
1: Not alive? Not even a little bit? No. So, definitely not alive enough to come back to work tomorrow.
3: Probably not, sir. Oh, there goes Mr. Davis. I'm afraid that's the last of them. A pity. Yes, he was the best. Worked for three whole days after his head was shit clear off his shoulders. Still, sir, guess it's time to replace him and the rest. Could you make the factory more safe, sir?
1: Safe? No! That is what we must strive to avoid, Robinson. Mangling brings a bit of exciting edge to factory work. A rather dull occupation otherwise, I hear.
3: MY GOD IT'S DAVIS! HE DOESN'T EVEN HAVE A TORSO
1: ANYMORE!
3: THAT'S WHAT I CALL DEDICATION. I really need your help. Yeah? Well, I'm in this crazy cult, you see. They control everything. They tell you what you can do and when you can do it. If you disagree with them or go against their rules, they punish you horribly, sometimes even kill you. They try to control how you dress, what you say, and of course, they say that anyone who thinks different from them is nuts and dangerous.
2: Well, you've got to leave this cult immediately.
3: I don't think I can. What's this cult called? Human civilization. Nice stories there, Jim.
0: But do you even remember why I came over here? You know, my love
1: problem? If you ask me, fuck them both. Get it out of your system.
0: Thanks so much, Jim. That's the sort of deep insight I was hoping for. I could have never come up with that myself.
1: You know, I spend so much time giving advice to other people on how to improve their lives. I'm going to finally take some of my own advice.
0: What, you're going to write internet porno?
1: Hell no. I ain't no writer. You want me to pick you up a Big Mac?
0: That was Fuso, a badly recorded and awkwardly edited audio program featuring the voices of Charlie, Andrew, Israel, and Claire. This episode was written by Charles Daniels, Andrew Hobbs, and Chris Redner. Music used in this episode included I Whipped Batman's Ass, I Am Sorry That I Got Fat, and My Mother Smokes Crack Rocks, all by Wesley Willis. Also, Dido's Thank You.
1: These sandwiches.
0: Charles Daniels, ten fucks, six
3: colts, and a digital penis.